there was nothing more that I loved than pounding, you know, two to three cups of coffee, just getting this crazy rush and like getting ready for the gym to just like fucking go to town on some weights and like that feeling that you get when you're when you're lifting and you have like that caffeine rush i mean it's like nothing else to episode two of the feast and philosophy podcast this week cryptically named caffeine and enlightenment as always i'm joined by the two founding fathers of feast and philosophy alex Overmeyer and constantino cory gents good morning another week of quarantine has slipped by how are we doing tino i'm not doing too shabby at all um actually this week has been like pretty turbulent for me because one i got my graduation gown and it's all coming together that i'm not going to be in college anymore but two my i've injured three parts of my body simultaneously and i've decided to take this entire week off from working out which has just been brutal i injured both of the insides of my elbows both of the outsides of my elbows and my left knee. So I haven't done, I haven't done a single pulling exercise and I haven't done a single leg exercise in a week. So yeah, it's been pretty turbulent. Well, I think that, uh, that completes the set then. Cause I know, I know Alex has been struggling with a few injuries and my weeks are pretty much, uh, statemented by, uh, rehab from a running injury that I've got going on with my knee right now. So yeah, that makes the three of us. Alex, how are you doing? Good, man. I uh, yeah, I'm still dealing with my fucking bicep, uh, which is annoying. I have to get an MRI, but it dawned on me that I probably wouldn't have rode this season. So maybe coronavirus was it, guys. But uh, an interesting thing that I read this morning was there are these. There's this invasive species in the U.S. now called uh, Asian murder hornets, and uh, they were just found in Washington State, and they're like they're capable of like completely decimating bee populations, which is pretty scary. So, yeah, I don't know that. And then you know the other stuff that uh, has been going on with me, I'm sure we'll we'll dive deep into uh, during this podcast. So. Yeah, good. absolutely, absolutely. So as you said, uh, dive into our topic of discussion for the week, the ins and outs of caffeine and everything related to it. But uh, before that, I wanted to go ahead and thank everyone who submitted questions both last week and this week. Um, it's really great that we get to hear what you guys want to hear about. Um, and we're going to end the show with a bit of a Q&A to address, address what, what you guys have asked. Um, next week's topic will be announced at the latter end of next week. And you guys can find that on the feast and philosophy Instagram. That's feast underscore and underscore philosophy. 
So go and check that out. And uh, yeah, please get some questions in. Uh, you know, we love kind of having your guys' queries to spike the discussion and debate. And uh, yeah, we find that really, I mean, it's nice to know that people are interested and, and uh, engaged on some of the topics we talk about. So without further ado, Alex, why don't you go ahead and explain why caffeine is this week's topic? All right. So since I've been in quarantine, I've been, you know, refinding myself, kind of getting back in tune with my body and its signals. And, uh, you know, everything's been going great. Uh, but I noticed that my energy levels were very kind of wacky throughout the day and my sleep has been pretty poor and I've been generally pretty anxious. Uh, and my older brother kept giving me shit for how much coffee I was drinking. So one day I was like, fuck it. Maybe I need to, you know, quit this cold Turkey cause I'm not sleeping well. I I'll, I'll get like this crazy boost of energy right and off. This is so first. interesting because just last week we were talking about how good coffee was in our last podcast. Yeah. Yeah. What's what, what does a lot mean? Like, come on, uh, get real. How much coffee were you drinking? Like, I was having two to three large mugs, like probably, I would say like 12 to 15 fluid ounce mugs per day of like very concentrated coffee. Like I would let, I would let my coffee steep in my French press for about 15 minutes. So it was incredibly strong. How is that not just disgusting? I feel like you get all the acidity. (laughs) I, I love it. I love, I love the dark super dark and uh strong but i was also on top of that uh i eat a lot of cocoa powder as well because i fucking love it and i just found out yesterday that like one tablespoon has 12 milligrams and i have like 20 tablespoons a day so (laughs) i'm having probably like over 500 milligrams of coffee a day or caffeine but so i was like fuck it i'm gonna try quitting and uh and mind you, before before Alex quit this week, he was telling me about it and that he wanted to quit. And Alex and I have exactly one year of separation between us. He's one year younger than I am, and at least academically. And around this time, maybe maybe June last year, I was going through the exact same philosophy where I was just like, you know what, I coffee, caffeine, just isn't for me and i just Why? Went th- do you, do you, were you just drinking too much was it similar to alex well this was during my phase of like i want to be the biggest minimalist i can be and like i mean that's partially why and i'm not i don't want to get sidetracked with it but that's partially why i went into rings is because like you can literally just do them in your backyard you don't need a gym membership you don't need to go drive to the gym so i was just like thinking i just want to table all of these things that i am like that I have to do during the day that I'm quite frankly addicted to. And I just want to be the most pure version of myself possible. And I, I warned Alex, I said, Alex, I went through the worst withdrawals of my life. My sleep got worse. And even on like week two and a half, three of quitting caffeine, because I'm a major, major caffeine user. I probably have, especially at the time, I probably had like 400, 
50 milligrams a day. And I, I quit it and everything that I thought was going to happen went in the opposite direction. So I warned Alex and Alex went through with it. And, and I, just before we, we go into that, I think it's worth, you know, we talked a lot about fasting last episode and, uh, you know, I think we agreed there's a lot more to discuss on that. And we're going to come back to it. But would both of you say that the fact that you uh, have these intermittent fasting habits and slightly different eating schedules where you go long periods of time without eating means that coffee and caffeine becomes like one of the key things that you are putting into your body and taking in during the periods where you're not eating. Absolutely. When I was doing one meal a day, coffee and caffeine was my food. You know, it was like, it was like, Oh, it's lunchtime. It's time for another cup of coffee. You know, Oh, it's it's three o'clock afternoon snack time for another cup of coffee. So, cause it's like, what else are you going to have? Yeah. And I mean, I mean, the appetite suppressing effects of coffee are very fucking real. Like I, I it would literally, I would have a cup of coffee and I would feel full and also have right. tons of energy. But, uh, so uh, this, this might be like a, it's a bit of a taboo term sometimes, but like, would you say you guys have gone through stages where you could say you were addicted to coffee? Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I think I All think right. I think the word addicted is also related to dependent and yeah I mean I the the way I put it is like yeah you could I mean I feel like anyone can quit coffee but I feel like the reason why so many of us drink coffee is yeah because we want to enjoy the mundane and just enjoy a cup of coffee but also because we all demand so much from ourselves like I mean academics and athletics paired and you want to excel in both of them like i mean you need you need help with that and i would just i would just pummel through caffeine to get me through the days and to do like my best in both of them so like i always go back to thinking that caffeine gives you this superhuman ability to do everything that you want to do because everything that you want to do is superhuman like it's it can almost at sometimes be beyond you and you need that, that to help you. Yeah. I mean, here's what I, the reason that I wanted to stop. One of the reasons I wanted to stop in addition to the poor sleep and the weird energy fluxes was I didn't want to be reliant on something anymore to get me through the day. You know, like I didn't want to have to rely on a stimulant to push me through that three o'clock lull or, you know, to get me moving in the morning. Like it was like, I would wake up and if I didn't have coffee, I I couldn't start my day. I couldn't start any work or do anything until I had coffee. And to me that it just didn't feel right. You know, I I had gone up until two years ago, I'd gone my whole life without needing coffee. The only times I would drink it were before like performance events like a 2k or a race or something like that sure. when you actually get those very real benefits that are seen in I was like the, same. the literature it, it, it was racing big big like rowing tests that we would have and exams like those were the only times that i would drink coffee yeah. and now i'm i mean you know this isn't about me but i, I i'm similar i'm like now like pretty reliant on coffee yeah um for sure so you're 
you came to this, you know, I think we've kind of fleshed out the reasons you're stepping away. How's, how's it gone? Like three or four days in it's been, and like what, and like, and what's the strategy? Like what, what are you, yeah. yeah. How are you going about so it? So I actually, I consulted a lot of videos on YouTube. I also talked to people. I posted on my Instagram story saying like thinking about cutting caffeine, like what are people's opinions? And a lot of people got back to me. And a lot of people were like, I think that, you know, you should scale off of it rather than just cutting cold turkey. But I'm not the kind of guy that likes to ease into things. Like, I, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. It's like, <laughs> no. if I'm going to fucking do something, I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to like, you know, prance around and half-ass my way into doing something. And so to me, I was like, I'm not going to ease off of it because that could go on indefinitely. You know, maybe I go down to one cup of coffee a day, but... Maybe I do that for another two months before I'm like, shit, I need to stop this. So I was like, I'm going to stop cold turkey. And so the first day, it's now been four days. And the first day felt totally fine, actually, for the most part. Like, the only thing was, the only weird part was, like, not having the coffee. It was almost like, you know, skipping a meal. It was like, wait a minute. Like, something just feels kind of off right now. It's routine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's this habit that you formed. Um, but my energy was like way more stable during the day. And I think like at this point, my body hadn't recognized that it was being kind of taken away from this wonderful drug. And, uh, so I had a great workout that afternoon. I felt great that night, had the best night of sleep I've had in months, months. And, uh, then days two and three, those were the kicker. Like, Day two was pretty bad. I had a pretty bad headache, took a nap in the middle of the day, like just low energy, kind of brain foggy throughout the day. And then yesterday was like by far the worst day. Like I woke up and within an hour of being awake, I wanted to go back to sleep, even though I had slept like nine hours. I had like an unbearable headache. Like it felt like I had a mix of yeah. a really bad hangover and jet lag at the same time i couldn't like i couldn't focus on anything couldn't concentrate um any like light was very blinding to me and uh it was not fun and i was like really thirsty too like i drank so much yesterday um and uh, and to, to be clear are, are you have you have you quit coffee or have you quit caffeine caffeine although not okay. entirely caffeine, I guess, because I'm still eating cocoa powder, which has caffeine in it, but I don't right. really count that. It's, I feel like that's yeah, pretty, pretty negligible. But yeah. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is of why people get caffeine withdrawals is, and also why people build caffeine tolerances is because in your brain, there are these, uh, these are, there are these receptors. Adenosine receptors. And yeah. yeah, adenosine receptors. And they're they're receptors that are programmed just to receive adenosine. And what adenosine does is it 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 calms your body down or it makes you sleepy. Yep. So what happens when you have caffeine is caffeine actually looks a lot like adenosine to your brain. So the caffeine will come to your brain. It'll take the adenosine off of the receptors 
and then it'll put itself in the receptors. I mean, more or less. And then you will get this energy boost, this huge energy boost in your brain. And over time, with your consumption of coffee or caffeine, your brain will start to generate more of these adenosine receptors, which are effectively just caffeine receptors now. So if today you started off with a hunt, like let's say X amount of adenosine receptors next year, you'd have 1.5 X or in a few years, you'd even have two X of the adenosine receptors. And once you cut coffee immediately, your, your brain has all of these adenosine receptors and you all the adenosine binds to it and you get this immense wave of yeah. fatigue. Yeah. Wow. I had no, I had absolutely no idea. And that's, that's crazy. That's what was happening to me at around three o'clock every day. I would just crash hard. Like it was like, I could do nothing, but I also couldn't take a nap because I couldn't fall asleep because I had the caffeine in me. Um, And is that, is, is what Tino is what you just explained. Is that also why people get into like quite rigid, uh, like, caffeine craving routines like they'll crave it at the same time each day because the receptors have like i guess run out of the last hit and are just craving more i don't think that that's the only reason but i'm sure it has a lot to do with it i know caffeine has a lot to do with your circadian rhythm and your circadian rhythm is like quite literally your body's schedule through the day so like short answer I don't think that's the entire reason, but it absolutely has something to do with it. Right, right. Um, I want to kind of like change course a little bit because I feel like so far we've we've uh, given given caffeine and coffee like quite a negative mm. uh, negative advertising board right here. Um, so, I, and I think all of us have had some pretty good experiences with it and found it useful. And like you know, like Tino said, it was a support support system for some pretty superhuman endeavors so let's uh Absolutely. let's chat about that a little bit and maybe reflect on some periods of time both academically athletically where coffee's been a healthier part of the routine uh a positive than something that's kind of uh yeah f- fueled the oh. superhuman endeavors of constantino curry's life. i need i definitely want yeah, to start please. this off and i just want to preface this whole thing by saying i Although I had that phase in my life where I wasn't too big of a fan of caffeine, I am 100%. I love caffeine. As of right now, I love caffeine. I love what it's done to me. And I use it every day, either in the form of coffee or in pills or both, actually. Um, But I feel like a lot of people, when I tell them I have caffeine pills, they have no idea what it is or that you could even do that. So let me explain by saying there's two types of caffeine pills that I consume. I have instant release, which is as good as coffee. You know, you, you take the pill and I've found through my timing it, it takes exactly 18 minutes for it to hit my system. In 18 minutes, I could be sleepy. And in 18 minutes, I could feel immediately myself picked up from instant release caffeine pills. And the, the dosage on them is 100 milligrams, which an average cup of coffee is anywhere in the ballpark between 60 and 85. 
milligrams. So a caffeine pill that I have is just a little more than one cup of coffee. And the second type of caffeine pill I've had and I do consume is extended release. And those extend those release over a period of eight hours and it's 250 milligrams. So you consume it, you can consume it first thing in the morning, you have it at eight and by what time is it? Four o'clock by four o'clock, the pill will be using its last bit of, um, of caffeine. So it gives you a much more steady caffeine buzz throughout your entire day. So you actually don't feel the jitters that a lot of people feel. Um, the only problem I experience with that is if you're consuming caffeine that late in the day, it can absolutely mess with your sleep. So really my experience with that is at school. I, a lot of you know me as someone who wakes up very early and I do, but I also go to bed very early, but I wake up around five, five thirty in the typical academic day. And what I would do is I would have an instant release caffeine pill and an extended caffeine release pill immediately immediately upon waking up so i mean and, and, wake up, and to pre like this is for a busy day right like we're talking about a day where you have a bunch of classes like three hours of these training. are all Tra- oh yeah i mean but that was every day that yeah. was every single day in college and so i mean having but that was not the that wasn't all so i would have my 100 milligrams instant release, 250 milligrams in, uh, extended release. And I would feel good. That would fuel me for the mornings. And because obviously I don't eat in the mornings and I would go to the library, you know, Butler is a 24 hour library. And it's not like I was drinking coffee in my dorm room because I didn't have a coffee machine until senior year. And it wasn't even my coffee machine. It was my sweet mates. And I would go to Butler and I just crank out work I go to practice, which started around 8.30 every day. And then immediately upon leaving, actually not immediately, but leaving practice at 11.30, like clockwork, I would have another instant release caffeine pill because I have found that if I wait for myself to get tired, I will just stop riding the wave of productivity. So what I would do is I would... I knew I would be getting tired around noon because practice would be hard and my caffeine from the morning would be wearing off. So before I even got tired and got to the point of saying, wow, I need my caffeine, I would just have it around 1130 so that by the time noon came around, which was usually the time when I would crash, I was already riding like a new caffeine high wave so I would never crash. And that works perfectly for me. So it was always like five, five thirty in the morning, and then eleven thirty in the morning. And that would, I would, that would program my day so that I would crash around five or six, which would be right around when I stop training and I stop everything for the day and I start to eat. And that would end up getting me so tired that by eight thirty, nine at night, I was ready to just cash the hell out. Yeah, that's that's an intense, down to intense gap oh, yeah. schedule. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, it, it had to be. And I mean, would you? Presumably, you wouldn't. You know, like you said, we're talking about a super busy day. We're talking about all of college. When you hit 
hit the holidays or hit the time when you're able to chill out a little bit more presumably you don't stick to that quite as rigidly yeah so caffeine pills always will hold a special place in my heart for just like functionality exactly and i mean really there's not too much enjoyment out of them except for the dopamine rush that you get you know coffee like alex was saying earlier is actually just a very nice thing to drink you know, even if it had no caffeine, but not decaf, because that's a whole different story. But even if it had <laughs> coffee, exactly, it would still be so nice to drink. Um, so, like, over the holidays, whenever I would go home, I would try to limit. I mean, I, would, I wouldn't try. I just would limit my, my caffeine consumption in the form of pills. And I would go over to regular coffee. And, you know, on days where I didn't have too much going on, I would... I would really try to just cut caffeine out. And yeah, I definitely felt the effects, but I felt like it would just make the next time I had caffeine that much better. And it did. So it's it's not this black and white thing where I have it every single day and I stick to this rigid program, but more like, do I need it today or do I not? For sure. For sure. And, what, and, and for yourself, Alex, were you in a perhaps... Uh a time where we weren't kind of in this unique lockdown situation and whatnot when we're, you know, busy at college, like Tina was saying, how was your, what were you talking about in terms of yeah. caffeine on a daily so basis? I tried to usually have anywhere from two to three cups of coffee a day. And, uh, it was, I, I eventually started to try and limit it to two um, just because I didn't want it to impact my sleep too much and I didn't want to have it too late in the day, but I tried, I would really try hard to time it around my training. And like, I mean, this goes back to, you know, the benefits of coffee is like, there was nothing more that I loved than pounding, you know, two to three cups of coffee just getting this crazy rush and like getting ready for the gym to just like fucking go to town on some weights. And like that feeling that you get when you're, when you're lifting and you have like that caffeine rush. I mean, it's like nothing else. And uh, that was a huge part of coffee for me was like that routine, like, you know, putting on my pump up music, like downing some coffee. I mean, it was like, it was like a ritual. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, another thing, another kind of really amazing thing about coffee was uh, just the ritual of, of it in everyday life and like the social ramifications of that. Like I would, I remember I was in Italy over winter break and I mean, I was skiing and being able to like stop at, you know, 11 o'clock to grab a little coffee at at one of the um, cafes on the mountain was amazing. And, uh, or like we were walking through Milan and just stopping and grabbing a coffee. Um, I mean, and the coffee there is so much better than in the U.S. It does not. Italian coffee, coffee and the coffee culture there. Oh my God. And and I remember, uh, you know, I went to go lift there at a gym and I literally, before I lifted, I just downed three shots of espresso. And it was like, I was like, okay, I'm fucking ready to go. Like, this is, I'm about to annihilate these fucking weights. 
and I remember, I mean, I hit a, I hit an incline bench PR. That was the first time I hit 175 on the incline bench in front of a bunch of skinny Italian dudes. It was pretty sick. They were all, they were, they were Myron. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. And, and I think, <laughs> I mean, the other thing that, uh, was like really special to me about caffeine and this was a lot had to do with kind of my like psychotic endeavors was um i knew that caffeine was like a potent uh uh it it created a lot of like dietary induced thermogenesis so basically it like increased your metabolic rate all right oh for sure hold up hold up hold up there's I, myself included, there's a lot of people listening okay. who are going to have no idea what that means. So, this, I mean, now we're kind of moving into, I guess, like the health the health stuff of coffee. Uh, yeah, l- l- let's, okay. let's do that. But, uh, you know, we're, we're talking to, would be at least a nursery school kid when it comes to kind of the, yeah, explaining yeah. the science so side. Basically, uh, coffee, caffeine is a stimulant. And it basically like increases some uh, hormones like adenosine and adrenaline, which increase your metabolic rate. And they also work to like uh, kind of enhance um, the metabolization of fatty acids. Um, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty minor. Like I think if you were to have, I think like 600 milligrams of caffeine in a day, you'd burn an extra like 100 to 150 calories, which is like, a large apple so it's really nothing to write home about and mind you uh, 600 milligrams of caffeine is like north of yeah like it's a lot nine cups of coffee so okay it's really <laughs> wow. not that big of yeah. a deal but i kind of made it out to be a big deal because i was like dude anything to get the metabolic rate i remember it was who was the guy you were listening to who was just like martin burkham yeah uh, yeah was it martin burkham uh because he had basically he was a big proponent of just having yeah. caffeine to yeah, just Yeah, because he's calories. all about creating dietary-induced thermogenesis, which is... And thermogenesis means, like, the, I mean, thermo-heat genesis creation, which is just the creation of heat. And thermogenesis is just when your body, like, your bodily functions that, I mean, what is heat? It's energy. So when your body gets hot, that means your body is burning energy. And thermogenesis comes in like a few forms and like caffeine is one of those because it, it speeds up so, some of your bodily processes. Like, you know, you may notice your heart rate goes up and that is energy. So you, you feel warm. I mean, even if you don't feel warm, you're getting warmer and you're emitting more heat. So which is yeah, thermogenesis. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Got it. Got it. Um, and are there, so what, what, are there like side effects? Well, I, I, what are we saying here? Are we saying this is a good thing, a bad thing? Like where, well, I guess what's your I point? would say like generally it's a good thing, but it's also like overblown. Like I kind of, I thought of it to be way more important than it actually is. I mean, a hundred calories, like who the fuck cares? I mean, I guess you could make the case that like, you know, over a year span, that's like, I don't know, 10 pounds or something, but. Uh, I don't, I don't really think that it's that significant. I think also, I mean, the appetite suppressing effects of it were pretty, are pretty real. Um, and that was another, like, definitely very nice thing about it. So. 
Yeah, I I actually I think there's way more ways that you can burn calories with caffeine than or I'm sorry, not even burn calories, but just like consume fewer calories with caffeine than just the thermogenesis aspect. Like you can like you your appetite does get reduced and you will effectively eat less. So you'll burn more with thermogenesis, you'll consume less. So it has all these different effects and these facets to it which you know have been very helpful yeah. for losing weight yeah um i mean i think i it also depends on how you're drinking your coffee though you know if you're having a, a you know 250 calorie latte every time you drink then i think the effects are pretty pretty minimal in terms of appetite suppression and all that man i went i went to coffee bean i went to coffee bean recently and i saw that one of their like breakfast coffees were literally 750 calories 750 ridiculous that's insane yeah that's that's kind of i mean we touched on it briefly by mentioning kind of like italian coffee culture and all that but like what do you guys think of yeah i guess like the way that coffee has become this like staple of the high street of like the consumer industry and uh, like, you know, Starbucks with their Christmas coffee cups and the chocker mocha frother with extra double whipped cream and all of this. Like what's your, what's your take on all of that? I mean, I think Matthew Walker, the, the sleep doctor from Cal Berkeley said it best, like sleep. Caffeine is the, is the most widely accessible legal drug available and like so obviously i mean i have witnessed this firsthand over the last four days like this shit is addicting you know like i can't tell you the number of times where i was just like oh my god what i would do for that wonderful rich taste on my lips like it and and i think coffee industries like have done a very good job of capitalizing on that you know like and because they also have created this culture around coffee. Like you can now go to the brewing uh, uh, like place in New York City in Starbucks. So the farms, yeah, co- and yeah exactly. Farms and, and all of that. Um, yeah. So I think that like, and I mean, there are a lot of, again, like there are a lot of positives. Like it, it, it can spur creativity and imagination and increased energy. Like, there are for sure a lot of positives. And I mean, we can also talk about like the potential health benefits of it too, just in terms of like the compounds in it. But I mean, that that's all, I'll, I'll, I mean, I think that's also pretty fucking overblown to be honest, but. Right. We'll go, we'll go, we'll, we'll kind of go down that route in a moment, but for, I just want to ask for you guys, you know, you know, it's so common these days, especially uh, I can't, uh, networking or like interviewing for jobs or just like catching up with people you haven't seen so often to be like, oh, we'll meet for a coffee or like, yeah, we can grab a quick coffee, et cetera, et cetera. For, for you two who clearly have, you, you know, you're very educated on caffeine and the effects and uh, you're very disciplined with your kind of routines of when you take it in during the day, et cetera, maybe less so at the moment. But, you know, when you were at college, you were how how does the come and grab a coffee with me mantra fit in for you guys that actually always worked 
fantastically for me, especially these last two years, because I mean, as we discussed on the last the last podcast, I don't eat. So I was usually the one asking people to go grab coffee. But I mean, I've I've also learned that you don't even need to grab coffee with someone because it's just it's just the excuse to go and hang out with someone or go and meet with someone. Right. And I, I mean, at least with my friends, I would usually just offer like, hey, let's just like go for a walk in Riverside or like, hey, let's just like you want to just hang out in my suite. So. I mean, it didn't really revolve around coffee because, I mean, at least I try to do a really good job at dissociating friendships needing a reason to, or friends needing a reason to, to get together over like, you don't need coffee or you don't need food. So, I mean, of course, with employers, that's a different story. You just, I mean, you always have to, I mean, you're towing the line. And I mean, so for me, it never really was a problem. For sure. And I think to um, Alex. No, I, I think I think Tino Tino said it pretty well. Like I I mean, I think, you know, now I've been thinking a lot about kind of my future with coffee and caffeine. And I don't think that I'm gonna never drink it again because I do love the social aspects of it. It's like I mean, to an extent it's like alcohol. It's like I want to be able to get a cup of coffee with a friend and not be like, oh, I can't have coffee because I don't want to fuck up my sleep and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, it's like, no, if I want to have a cup of coffee, I'll have a cup of coffee. But I don't want it to be something that I'm dependent on every single day to get me through the day, you know. Um, but like if I'm in Italy or if I have a race, like, yeah, I'm going to have coffee. For sure. And that's, that's actually what I wanted to like touch on next a little bit is coffee and performance. And uh, I think mm. we've all used it like prior to racing and prior to big like erg tests or exams, that kind of thing. How Do you guys have a different routine for like a, a, a big day, a big event kind of thing? And uh, does, yeah, what does that involve? Or maybe even stopping using caffeine into the lead up so you can take on a big hit for a big day no i would never i would never stop using caffeine to 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 try and you know get this leg up later and just this overcompensation later um but it's funny you talk about caffeine routines because in high school one of like I would do this for every erg test. And for those of you who don't row, an erg test is basically just, I mean, an erg is the stationary rowing machine and a test is any, I mean, it's just like a one mile. Yeah. Test your, five, your mile, five mile time, 5k. It's no different. You your, hop on the erg and you just rip the fastest. Your time. SAT score. All yes. that stuff. So, so, you know, back in the day, what I would do was, this was long before I found the magical power of, caffeine pills is i would in a shaker bottle i would put this and i don't know why the fuck i did this but i would put like this thing called zip fizz which was like twenty five thousand percent of your <laughs> daily vitamin b12 because i guess it was advertised as like energy production so I was like, oh, okay i'll put that in and then i would put in a five hour energy which again Bloody i hell. didn't know the 
Exactly. I didn't know the caffeine pill magic, but I mean, a five hour energy is like, I don't know, 150 milligrams, maybe 200 tops, which is like three cups of coffee. And then I would put in like some electrolyte drops in the water. And then this was all before practice. This was say around two, two thirty, and practice was at four. And I would chug that, go into my bed, sleep for 25 minutes because I mean, caffeine pills again, took, take 18 minutes to get to me, but coffee and five hour energies I found take about 25 minutes. So I would drink them, go immediately into my bed, take a nap for about 20, 25 minutes. And the way that your nap would finish is all of a sudden you just feel yourself get sweaty <laughs> and you feel your heart rate just jump. And, and so you'd get the benefit of the nap of the caffeine and of the zip fizz, whatever the fuck that did. And, uh, you just be ready to go, you know, crush some skulls. And I would, I mean, I brought caffeine naps with me to college and I even got my roommate doing them, but it was much more watered down version where you just go to the dining hall, grab a coffee, bring it to your room, chug it, and then, you know, take a short nap and then start your day again. And I actually do encourage a lot of you to try it, but that was like my go-to routine with caffeine. For sure. And, and it, did, I mean, I, I know I raced a lot with you over the four years we were at college. You weren't crushing five-hour energies before we raced. What did your like pre-performance routine turn into? You know, it actually, with time, I just, it turned into less and less and less, especially when I started eating one meal a day. Like I don't, I mean, there were a handful of races. I mean, I'd say like 80% of the races last year, I didn't even eat beforehand. I was just like, you know, I don't, I don't fucking need it because I would practice without it and I'd perform fine. And I would just show up to the race course with my regular dosage of caffeine, you know, like it would be any other day. So really I didn't, I never, toward the end of my career, I would never do anything special on race day. Okay. And yourself, Alex? I feel like you might have been a little more, uh, a little more out there with some pre, yeah. I mean, performance uh, caffeine routines. When I was in high school, I would, uh, I never drank caffeine, and then I would have a lot. Like I would have Monster or coffee or Red Bull before erg tests, and I found that worked really well. Um, and then in college, I would basically just drink, you know, maybe an extra cup or two of coffee or maybe i would take one of tino's caffeine pills or one of yours actually i think i bummed some off you too george <laughs> yeah yeah i forget <laughs> that. i forgot about that i remember last yeah. <laughs> year you just rock up to me on i didn't need one of those like, buddy <laughs> you got a caffeine pill knowing yeah damn, <laughs> knowing damn well i had like yeah. 200 but on my person i think also like times. i mean if you want to optimize caffeine's effects on performance it would be good to cycle it because the the effects of it do wear off over time like we talked about with the adenosine and all that so like theoretically if you want to get the best bang for your buck yeah if you have a race on saturday you probably would stop on monday let your body resensitize and then hit it again on saturday But then you start to get into like the nuanced part, which is like, 
well, then is it even worth it? Because then your performance will definitely take a hit. And then you'll just, you're, I mean, Why not your just performance, but your technique will take a hit. And then you start to question. It's just harder to stay concentrated. I never had focused that problem with caffeine. Like 100%. I think the... I, oh, I must definitely the, the The kind of time I've heard of this before is I know a, a good chunk of the Tour de France cyclists will cut out coffee and caffeine for like the three weeks prior to the race. Yeah. But that's the only time of the year they'll do it. So for, you know... 48 weeks of the year they're on coffee and caffeine as normal and then prior to the big event or you know for us in our rowing careers that would have been the national championships or you know whatever your big event is and then they kind of let gives them the opportunity to see increased advantages from the caffeine yeah. once yeah. the event started I, yeah that's like the theater yeah i mean I, ideal way to do it for it's performance. No, 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 no. I, mean, I couldn't exa- say theoretical. It's all theoretical. I mean, this has been you know? like well documented in many studies. Uh, I mean, my my question is is just like, will you really get that? I mean, you're rowing in an eight of guys, like you're one eighth of the contribution. Like, will your like possibly like like two three seconds faster like make that? big of a difference especially in a dual I mean, race when it's like maybe not in that I mean, context but maybe so in large. a 2k it could and i think also placebo is a very real thing too so i i think that i mean caffeine and creatine are like the two most well-known ergogenic aids known like so i think uh yeah i mean i i think that there would like for me in the future for races, I'm fucking for sure going to be housing down some caffeine beforehand and probably before I'm trying to hit some big PRs as well in the gym. Uh, but I probably won't, I won't be having it every PR is a personal record. I mean, I think, and I think going back to the idea of like giving it a break before performance you know, my, the people I reference for that, yeah. that's their job, their professional bike riders. Like, the t- only time we could have done that is potentially for our national championships, which happened, like, during the holidays. But the rest of the time, like, we had school, we had social lives, we had all the rest of it going on. Yeah. There wasn't really the opportunity to kind of just cut it out of our lives. Either way, that's, I feel like that's a discussion that uh, could go on for a while um yes we may even have to revisit this we might have this. to revisit it this uh, i feel like still a, a good chunk of stuff that we haven't touched upon but uh we're going to move on to a few of the questions that we had from our, our avid listeners um the first of our questions is actually from uh constantino's brother luke Corey. um i think hey, i think it's i think it's worth saying with most of these just, I mean, so you guys know more than anything that like people asking for advice or like discussion on problems that they've had in their own routines using caffeine um, and their own experiences. So what Luke wants to know, he says, if I generally get sleepy and less productive at around 1 p.m., should I take coffee when I feel sleepy or like 30 minutes prior to 1 p.m. to refresh myself in advance? What do you guys so- think? 
So my philosophy on that is, I mean, this kind of goes to all work in general, which is like when you're riding a good wave of productivity, you should never get off unless you have a damn good reason. So if you're riding a good wave of a caffeine high and say you took your caffeine pill or you consumed your coffee at around noon and you expect it to wear off at around one or say you had your caffeine pill at like nine and you expect it to wear off around one, then absolutely at like noon have more caffeine because like I said, like it's so hard to get back onto a wave once you're already riding one. Yeah. I mean, my, my issue with that is like, it's like at, at what point do you kind of just say, you know, oh, wow, I'm actually tired. Like maybe I need to, you know, get better sleep or um, maybe I'm too reliant off of caffeine. Like because then, you know, you're going to get sleepy in a couple hours later and then what? Like maybe by then it's four o'clock and it's probably not a good time to have any more caffeine. So what do you do you at that You could do a point? caffeine nap. I mean, but then, but then you're having caffeine very late in the day, which I think is like not optimal. And that, and, and this is, I mean, this is where I was running into issues is like, I would get to three o'clock and I would be fucking wrecked and exhausted. And I, but I wouldn't, I, I, I shouldn't have any more caffeine at that point. And, uh, so I think, and at, so I think at that point it's like, well, you know, do I, do I really need more caffeine or maybe do I need to improve my sleep or maybe do I even need to take some time away from caffeine, resensitize and see this I mean, actually, this goes back to, and I don't want to be taking your questions from you, George, but this goes back to Bella's, Bella Zions asked a question. Bella Zions was class of 2019, 2018 national champion Coxon on our team. And she asked, is there a magic time to stop drinking coffee so it doesn't screw up your sleep? And that's actually a very solid question, which is good to think about when you're considering Luke's question, because caffeine has a half-life of six hours. So if you have caffeine at noon, at 6 p.m., if you have 100 milligrams of caffeine at noon, which is a little over a cup of coffee, at 6 p.m., you'll have 50 milligrams in your system. And at midnight, you'll still have 25 milligrams in your system. And I think that there's a threshold that different people have for their sensitivity to caffeine. So 25 milligrams, may you may not feel it whatsoever. And then once you start getting into, let's say, 50 milligrams or even like 70 milligrams, then you'll start to feel it. But Bella, I think you should definitely like I mean, if you go to bed at like 9 or 10 like me, I, I refuse to take caffeine anytime after noon. Like once it begins to be like 1 p.m., I know my threshold for caffeine does not permit me to have more than like, say, 40 or 50 milligrams in my body. Or like, you know what? I would say even like 80 or 90 if I want to fall asleep. This might kind of open up a whole new topic that we're not going to go down now, but Bella also asks if uh, you guys have any suggestions for alternatives when you hit that lull in your day and being tired. Um, so, I mean, maybe don't, don't discuss, but off the top of your head, any quick suggestions you guys can make? See, when I was like quitting coffee like a year ago, 
I actually tried to have like maca powder or whatever the hell it is. Matcha. And matcha. Yeah, matcha. And I swear. So I didn't know that you're not supposed to have it on an empty stomach. And of course, I was <laughs> fasting. And I was driving to work because this was after my sophomore year. I was driving to my internship and it's about like a 45 minute drive on the freeways. And halfway through my drive, I started feeling nauseous and I thought, you know, it'll go away. I'll just have some water. And like five minutes later, I found myself like thinking, holy shit, if I don't get off the fucking freeway right now, I'm going to puke in my mom's car. So I pulled off of the first exit that I saw and I took the first right and another right and I ended up in like a... uh, like a gas station parking lot and I opened my door and within one second of opening my door, I was just projectile vomiting from this fucking matcha (laughs) powder. So I just, that was my final experience with like alternatives to coffee and caffeine pills. But I don't know what Alex has. Um, I mean, I would say take a nap. That would be my suggestion. Otherwise you're just, yeah, I mean, I, I, like, feel like something that we could uh i guess just add overall to everything we've discussed on caffeine as almost like a uh public health warning is it's you know it's not a substitute for sleep right yeah i think that's no it's be not hit home hard because yeah, i that should yeah, absolutely be one of our next topics yeah for sure um all right we'll move on to another question um we have one from uh i'm just finding it now from diana felix uh who asks i don't know who uh, who she is or our connection to her but um she wants to know what's the effect of caffeine on cortisol is it worth worrying about or are people just being over dramatic yeah so i mean my take on this is that it's People are probably being over dramatic about it. I think that, uh, like, I mean, they've shown this like pretty pretty well in a lot of studies. Is that people who are not habitual coffee drinkers, when they first drink coffee, they will get a spike in cortisol, but it levels off over time, and uh, and then and then after um, after a, a period of time, you actually um, you're you, you start to tolerate the caffeine and that, and that goes away. Um, I think the, the, the issue really comes from when you're doing too many other things that stimulate cortisol. Like if you're chronically stressed or you're not getting enough sleep or you're like excessively exercising or Tino might hate me for saying this, but if you're like excessively fasting and you're drinking a lot of caffeine, that could negatively affect uh, because then you're just going to have like chronically elevated cortisol levels, which is uh, very bad for a plethora of reasons. Um, yeah. So what, like, what are like a few of those reasons? Cortisol uh, lowers testosterone. Um, it also can, uh, it's, um, it, uh, it increases um, glucose metabolism, and especially like if you haven't eaten anything. Uh, that'll lead to breaking down of amino acids to um, use as glucose and convert them into glucose via gluconeogenesis. 
so it's pretty cat it's a pretty catabolic process um and uh also, I mean, chronically high stress levels are just like very bad for, um, you know, like your cardiovascular system and other, and also like other organs, like your brain as well. I mean, Alzheimer's has been associated with um, increased stress throughout life. So, yeah, chronically high cortisol is not a good thing, um, especially for uh, if you want to optimize body composition because it preferentially makes your body start burning amino acids and it's very catabolic. Um, so those are the main issues. Was there, was there some Indian plant that you were telling us about that was related to this? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That you used as a supplement. What's tell, tell everyone about that. Yeah. So back in the day I was like pretty frightened by cortisol when I was fasting and drinking a lot of coffee. So I started supplementing with this, um, Indian like plant root called ashwagandha, which has been shown to see this. This is what's great about you. I, you know, <laughs> I like to think that I know like a little bit about like supplementation and athletics and performance and all that. And you just come up with some wacky name, yeah. Indian ashwagandha. Plant. Yeah. So I, I was, yeah. t- I was taking ashwagandha and L theanine. And I mean, ashwagandha, like, I don't know, it's been shown to. Uh, increase testosterone and reduce cortisol, but I th- kind of think it's bullshit. L-theanine, like actually, like you can feel the effects of that shit. Like it makes yeah, you can. It makes a caffeine high more kind of focused energy. Damn, that makes me so sad. We totally forgot to talk about L-theanine paired with caffeine. Yeah, that. Yeah, that that's good shit. This will be something that we revisit. Um. But yeah. Uh, that, that's what I would have to say about cortisol. I think, I think for the most part, people are being overdramatic about it, but just don't pair like high caffeine intakes with a lot of other like highly stressful things would be my opinion. But, I mean, I feel like that's like every student's like finals week, like you're, it's paired yeah. with like low sleep, high caffeine and just stress. And I mean, my understanding is like, like everything, a little bit of it isn't isn't terrible for you. It's not detrimental, but from time to time, it's fine. Yeah, I think uh, sometimes you're just going to go through stressful periods. Like, that's just inevitable, you know. But if you can, like, you don't want to be chronically stressed the fuck out, so. For sure, for sure. All right, I think we'll actually use... Uh, a final question as a kind of wrap-up question and this one comes from Rebecca Holloway another um, she's a, a woman's rower coxswain on the women's team or the heavyweight team the heavyweight team no no women's team women's team uh, and she asks is coffee really that bad is the data on negative health effects and I want to add to that and just ask you guys to because it's quite a general question to kind of use it as a way to wrap up with your overall opinion on caffeine, coffee, and where it sits within yeah, that's good. a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, so my opinion on the health effects of caffeine and coffee in general is that actually in most epidemiological studies that have looked at consistent coffee drinkers, they've come out with... they've. They've shown positive effects 
you know, like increased lifespan, um, decreased mortality. Those are the same thing, but that that's kind of the main benefit. And there's also potentially a lot of beneficial compounds in coffee, like antioxidants and caffeine has some benefits with, you know, improving metabolic rate and improving fatty acid metabolism. So that can be beneficial. Um, I think where people run into trouble with coffee is if it affects their energy levels throughout the day, if it affects their sleep, and if they become too dependent on it. I think that's where people can run into trouble because we kind of know that sleep is like probably the most important and best thing that you can do for your health. And so if that's being negatively impacted by caffeine, then it's probably not good. And same thing with uh, like some people just become more anxious when they drink coffee. And so just to wrap up my point here, like my opinion is that if you can drink coffee every day and you don't receive any ill effects, power to you, keep going. But if you notice that you're having ill effects, take some time off. You're going to feel like shit for a few days. But you shouldn't necessarily need to be dependent on a stimulant to get through the day. And you may actually find that you feel much better without coffee or caffeine in the long run. And then if you want to have it in moderation, you know, maybe once a week or something, have at it. Wise words, wise words. But to his point about, you know, if you're not having negative side effects from consuming caffeine, like... I guess that's me and to all the people who also don't have negative side effects from it. I mean, I think that coffee is one of the greatest things because I know I touched on it in the bulk of this episode, but like it allows me to do so many other things like get my workout in, get a good workout in, stay glued to my routines. And these are things that wouldn't exactly happen or at least nearly as easily if I didn't have caffeine. So despite like the high cortisol levels or whatever these 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 claims are like i still think it's net positive because of the amount of things that you get to squeeze out of your day yeah and and you just have to figure that out for yourself uh so for sure also for sure one final thing i want to say to our good friend jason duffy what are the differences between decaf and regular? Come on, buddy. You should know that. One has caffeine and one doesn't. And Antigone, I, I hope that you feel like your questions were answered through the entire episode. Yeah, I feel like they were sufficiently covered. Yeah, there's a, there's a few that we kind of didn't ask specifically because I hope we address them uh, throughout the show. But um, yeah, I think we'll call that a wrap. Yeah. Um, as always, thank you for tuning in. Alex, Tino, thank you for your time. We'll be, we'll be back next Sunday um, and the boys will post next week's topic uh, at the end of next week. You can find that on feast underscore and underscore philosophy. So, so go check that out and uh, get your questions in. We'd love to hear from you all. Thank you, boys. Sure. As always, it's thank been a you pleasure. All. I love you in sweet dreams. I love you in sweet dreams.